Hi, my name is Hina Solanke. Welcome to the Phil Fabulous Show. We are live. Hello, everybody. My name's Hina Solanke, and you are listening to the Feel Fabulous podcast, or you could be on the Facebook Live. So wherever you are, thank you for joining us, and thank you for tuning in. Today, we are going to be talking about Clubhouse. Oh, my gosh, everybody's talking about Clubhouse. What is it? How does it work? We're going to talk about that later. But today, I have been joined by the amazing... Um, global entrepreneur Samit Patel. Welcome. Hello, Hina. How are you? Really well, thank you. Um, I'm I'm lucky to have you off Clubhouse and to be on here, actually. So I feel honoured. <laughs> yeah, it's a, so, it's a hectic schedule. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, but when you said jump on the podcast, I said I'd love to because I think what you do is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So. The idea of Feel Fabulous is really about um, just empowering people, is building a community, empowering people, uplifting people and inspiring people. And this could be just for mental health, well-being, um, could be about skin. I'm a skin expert or it could be on for their entrepreneurial journey. So today we're definitely going to talk about um, business and pod, uh, clubhouse because I think there's um, going to be some amazing potential there. So I really wanted to talk about that. But I thought you could introduce yourself first in what you do. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so my name is Sam Patel. I help uh, launch products to the market. So I work with anything physical that looks like a product, you know, and we help them come to the market. So there's really three stages of that. Um, the first stage is validating that idea. A lot of people have amazing ideas. Um, and they generally do it quite wrong. You know, they they would end up spending 20, 30,000 behind inventory when what I, I tell people to do is start thinking lean, right? Like what can you do to just create the product that you're looking to create? If it's a if it's a beauty product, for example, you know, if you're creating a new cream, just slap on a label, make it look like the product you want, and then start advertising and see whether people are actually interested in what you've created, right? A lot of people go into this mindset of thinking product first when I, I'm a big believer in marketing first. Before you create anything, start marketing yourself, start marketing the business, let people know what you do and get it out there. And if you do that, then when you end up starting your business, you're going to be in a much better position. So the first stage is actually validating this idea, seeing whether what you created is going to be able to stand out. Because if you just create another phone case, you know, there's thousands of phone cases, for example, right? Like, so what makes your phone case so special? So we're looking at how can we make this stand out? Maybe we can say, okay, it's waterproof. Maybe we can say it's made out of carbon fiber. Maybe it's smash proof. So we, we try and package it up and make it look better and then get the audience involved. The second thing is building up a community around this product. A lot of people don't build up a community. So once you've validated an idea, the best thing that you can do is build up people that are interested in this product collect their emails, push them into a Facebook group, get them excited about what you've created. A lot of people just rely on friends and family and every single time they launch a business, they're like, hey, I've now created this website. It's open, woo, expecting a flurry of sales to come in. <laughs> when nothing comes in, then they're like, oh crap, yeah. I've got to now market myself. And this takes a long time, right? But if you did, if you every single time 
you create something, do a launch sequence, build it up for about three months, spend on ads, spend on attracting people, build up the marketing. And you can also do it without spending. You can go on to Facebook groups and interact with all these Facebook groups. For example, if yeah. I'm launching this dog product, you know, how many different dog groups are there on Facebook? I could literally go in there and start conversating with people, not, not spamming, hey, I've created this dog product. Create a conversation. Say, hey, look, you know, this is a picture of my dog. This is this is what we're doing. And create a community around it. Create people that know what you do. And by the time you actually launch, you'll see a huge spike on day one. And this will create a nice long curve where you're generating sales every single day. Um, it's mm -hmm. that pipeline that you're really trying to create, which people tend to forget, right? If Before you launch any business, make sure you create a pipeline of people every single day that have the opportunity to buy your product. Um, and the third thing is just launching it to the market. So after doing that pre-launch, building up the community, getting people excited about it, just get it out there. So either launch it through your website. Um, what we generally push for is launching people through Kickstarter and Indiegogo, which is a crowdfunding yeah. platform. Um, but you can also do the same for Amazon. You can do it for book launches, the same strategy you can do for anything because it's just about launching, creating buzz around it, getting trending on the platforms, and then you're gonna get a lot more exposure. And the last thing we do is once the company is proven successful, we help them with e-commerce sales, Amazon sales, and boosting that just through paid advertising. That's amazing. Three um, gems there, everybody. See, this is exactly why you have uh, blown up on um, Clubhouse. And yes, absolutely, Ken, who's listening in, saying unique selling points um, and business takes time to build. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much. So that's I may actually have to speak to you about my book launch um, later because I'm just going to be launching my audio books. That'll be really interesting. So that's phenomenal. I mean, you actually speak. You're a speaker. You're a global speaker as well. So you talk around around the world about this. How did how did you actually get into this work? Um, it was really about just doing what I do best, which is helping people launch to the market. Right. I think a lot of people go into thinking they're a coach without actually doing anything that's worth teaching people um and i i always believe that you should somehow become an expert in your field and that could be you know simply just becoming an expert through interviewing everyone that's an expert because you acquire knowledge that way but a lot of people go into coaching or create agencies when they're not really the expert in that field so i i set up this agency in 2015 and ever since then i've been doing these successful launches and there was always an opportunity to set up my course or set up blah, blah, blah. But I was like, no, I want to get to a position where I've really, you know, I don't even have to do this and my results speak for themselves. So I've so far raised over 43 million um, for various product launches. So, you know, wow. them, them results speak for themselves. A couple of years ago, I had the opportunity where someone was like, wow, you like, I love what you're doing. They reached out to me and said, hey, like, can you can you jump on stage in front of a thousand people in Hong Kong? And I was like, whoa, you know, they were like, we'll fly, yeah. you, out. We'll fly you out first class. We'll put you up in accommodation. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Lovely. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But I, I, I'd never spoken on stage until that point. So I could have been one of two guys. One of one guy could have just said, no, I've never spoken in front of stage, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. Or I could have been that guy that, that took, took, you know, did it. And I said, yes, I'll, I'll do it because I'm always up for a challenge and I'm always about pushing myself into uncomfortable situations, even if they're uncomfortable, right? And I got up and I practiced for a whole month. Every single day, I created my, 
pre presentation. I Googled, I researched, I went on YouTube, looking at how some of the best people present on stage. And this is how I got it together, right? And and before I got up on stage, I was nervous as hell, you know, and this is very normal for people. It's so nerve wracking when you're getting up on stage and you've got a thousand people in the audience and you're there teaching them something. But once you get into the flow of something and you know what you're going to talk about, it's fine. It's very difficult yeah. to go up on stage and just start talking about nothing. If you've if you've practiced something and you've got presentation, then it's fine. You know, we could we could probably do a whole whole new talk on how public speaking, but that's that's how I got into it. And then from there, I had another person that reached out to me and said, "Do you want to do a?" two, three day mastermind in Malaysia. And I said, uh, I could again be like, I've got no course material. This this one was really difficult actually because he wanted me to do it in two weeks. So I had two oh. weeks there and I had to prepare for two to three days worth of content. And I'd oh be starting to six. So I was like, what the, I was like, I, I didn't know how to do that. And then I literally forced me to go back to everything I've learned and make a 200 page slideshow document and you know but but there was a mistake i made i i went too much into detail about every single process so people were like okay. wow people were like wow like like even though they 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 thought this was a mastermind they yeah. so over delivered but it was, it was some of it was so over their he heads because they're very used to just going to these seminars and people talking about mindset and they they'd go they'd give them like one or two tricks or tips. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So it's like, how do you set up a landing page? The exact process of how to do it. So people ended up with notes this thick at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So it was a mastermind, really. Yeah, it was a masterclass. A masterclass yeah. yeah, it was definitely, definitely a masterclass. But, you know, but I learned obviously <laughs> through time that people don't consume knowledge in that way. If But there were some people who literally made notes took every single thing and they ended up doing the same thing for that business and were very successful. So, wow. so the people that implemented it ended up being successes in their own right. So, yeah. So have you packaged this up as a course? Um, I've got a crowdfunding course. Yes. Um, it's, it's pretty much the same for any product launch course. Like I've just created it because people are like, Oh, can you create something? And then I put, put everything together and I'm actively just, to be honest, the course is just something that I have there. It's, it doesn't bring me much at the moment, but I'm, I'm always like to anyone that buys it, you know, if there's anything that you feel like you want me to create a video for, I'll just keep creating them. Because like, if someone goes, look, I'm struggling with Facebook ads, I'm struggling with emails, then I'll just sit there and create it for me. For me, it's like that, you know, I rather have one course that sort of deals with everything rather than lots of mini courses. So yeah. my my crowdfunding course actually goes over a lot of different things. It goes over how to generate PR. It goes over how to shoot your own videos, the, the video process. It goes over email marketing, goes over Facebook ads. It goes over landing page creations. It, go, it goes over a lot of stuff. And whereas a lot of wow. people can package down into smaller ones. So at the moment, you know, I just launched in December, to be honest, uh, because people were like, can you do this? And I, I did it and like, and it's just there. So I haven't really pushed out anything. Because most of my business, um, the way the way we make money is through the agency, right? So right. How, how what's your agency called? Uh, it's called well, it's Samit Patel. Um, so I use my name, but the, the actual agency is called Jupio. Right. J is it on P I O? Yeah. 
Right. So we'll, I'll put the link in if uh, because many people listen afterwards. So I'll put the link in into the comments later, and, and I presume they can go onto your website and, and look at the um, the agency details on there. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. That's amazing. So I can see that. I mean, for me, I definitely think um, you know passion is everything in your business. And like you said, when you're speaking, the one thing is is that if you're actually an expert in it, it's you just speak. You just speak about what you know. So it's kind of takes over the nerves, I suppose. But what would you say that was your drive? What was your main drive in business? I mean, was it the money? Was it the people? Was it, what was it? I think I think if anyone goes into business and say they their first objective is not money, it's probably lying, right? Um, everyone everyone always wants to make money, and you can't you can't really do anything else if you're not in a position of wealth or you've created money for yourself. So I was a believer. Very when I was young and naive, I was like, look, I want to change the world. I really want to make a difference. I want to help others. And I think everyone has that realization until the point where they realize they can't make a difference until they sort themselves out first. So I changed. Yeah. I put myself first. I was like, all right, how can I get myself to a position of wealth? How can I improve where I am? And that's what I've been able to do. And now I've been able to help a lot more people. The first time my objective changed from generating wealth for myself to impacting others was when I did, um, when I got up on stage and someone literally told me after I I got off and went down, back down, people like, look, what you just said there really changed my life. And wow. like, and I just felt a lump in my throat and a feeling that's not that you can't really describe because you're impacting others. And like that little feedback has stayed with me ever since. Like, I, you know, I, I can't really remember when I first made my first real money, but like that feeling is like, and a lot of people have said this, you know, I think Tony Robbins says this a lot. Like he just thrives on pay, changing people's lives and people going, yeah. oh, you know, I've changed this person's life. And and it's very true. You know, that's gratitude that you can never, ever get, like, from anything else that you do. Um, yeah. Even even though my agency is all about this, like, you know, my thinking is with my agency is if I can help launch someone's business successfully to the market, then they will end up being a success, creating wealth for themselves. Then they will hire other people, like employees. They'll hire this. Yeah. So there's a big knock-on effect, and I'm a big believer of, you know, rather than give someone a fish, teach them. And that's the same thing. I'm, I'm looking to set up a charity this year as well, actually, wow. um, where it's providing laptops for um, underprivileged kids. Um, well, because I think if you can give them a laptop and they can have access to the learning materials, then they'll be able to make a difference to themselves, right? With, with the yeah. yeah, you can literally do anything these days. So I think I think that's something that you know I'm, I'm working on um, and looking at how to do it properly, um, but that that's something I'm passionate about and it's and it's turning into a project in itself. That's absolutely incredible. I really wish you well with that. That's just super super motivating to hear actually and i love the fact that you said that your memories are when people when you've changed or touched people rather than um most people you know in an interview may say can you remember that feeling when you made your first million or something like that but mm. for you you've just clearly said you can't even really remember that um, you've just said that it's about when it's about how you felt or you know mm. when you've helped somebody else and i there's you can't replace that really that's just unbelievable so let's move on to Clubhouse. And actually, that's where I know you from. 
So yeah. firstly, it's incredible that you meet so many people. It's just the collaborations and it's just opened up so much. But how has um, super successful, well, I can't say how, because obviously it's, it's uh, self-explanatory, but a successful entrepreneur has now become a major influencer on Clubhouse. So for people who don't know what Clubhouse is, do you want to first explain and then explain how you got into it? Yeah, so Clubhouse is like a podcast that's live all the time. I, I haven't really been able to work out what the best one sentence pitch for podcast is because it's always evolving, right? But I could summarize it by literally it's a podcasting space where you could create an audio room and it's live to every single person on the platform that they can just jump in and have a conversation about it. So I'd probably yeah. say what Clubhouse is, but I, what, what do you think Clubhouse is, Nina? Um, I th I'd say it's um, an audio uh, app. It's, uh, it, you know, you can speak with people or you can listen. So you're not forced to, because that's the thing, people are fearful of coming in because they think they have to speak. No, you don't have to speak. You can choose to speak. You can choose to host a room. You can choose to have speakers. Well, I've gone over one sentence now, but I'm just explaining it. Um, and you can have people who listen. Uh, yeah. And I love doing all of them. But you have absolutely... So Clubhouse came around, I believe, about April 2020, uh, 2020 uh, first in America, and then it came over to UK in about end of December, January. Yeah. And it's an invite-only uh, app for the people that are listening. And there aren't many UK um, UK Brits on there yet. So um, it's still, and it's still iPhone only, by the way. Mm -hmm. So you've obviously taken over a space massively. How did that happen? Um, I, I joined it uh, just like a week before Christmas. Um, oh, right. A lot of people were on there over Christmas bars, like I'm going to spend some time with family, right? Um, yeah. I, I went on to it. I was a bit confused. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, my motivation was really, I was looking at this and I was like, okay the people on stage are really wow you know they're incredible the people that have the green bean and things like that yeah yeah green bean is like it's it's like the people who created the room or they're moderating the room um and then there's speakers who get brought up onto the stage asking questions so the first couple of times i was just like okay what am i doing in these rooms um so i was listening i was figuring out how does it work I, I set up my own room to see what would happen. I had a couple of people join in my first couple of rooms, um, but it was like very small. It was like five, 10 people. And I was like, okay, cool. I understand this. But then then, then there was like a couple of big rooms that kept popping up. Um, and I, in them big rooms, I would raise my hand and try and try and, you know, speak about what I was doing. I, the first time I did it, I was just pitching my business. And then I realized, actually, this is probably not the right way of doing it. Yeah. Um, then people were like, okay, do you have any questions or anything you'd like to ask the panel? So then I would be creating like questions that I wanted to learn about. And then yeah. I started getting up on stages more and more and people kept seeing me, people kept recognizing me. And I was like, okay, this is good. Then, but then, then I was like, you know, I want to get up on stage. I'm like, why, why am I not good enough to get up on stage? Because I have a lot to talk about. Um, but I, I also understood that, you know, there's people that are probably more knowledgeable than me out there. Um, there was one big room that was going on a lot. Um, and I just said to them, look, do you need help running these rooms? And they were like, yeah, we actually, so they, they ignored me the first couple of times, but then, then they, um, as I kept messaging them, they're like, yeah, look, you know, we're looking for help. 
so I started joining these rooms and then then people would start moderating me because I was just actively helping out so I, I took some really crazy shifts early on where I was like 4 a.m uk time and like crazy. oh wow so it was just is really just helping out and providing because the people they were trying to run 24-hour rooms and 24-hour rooms are really difficult to run because you can only be on for a certain amount of time and then you need someone that's going to be actively engaging and then once i started doing that um people started listening to me people every single time i would say something people like oh wow you know that's actually really informational and that really helps so i started building up a following um it was very slow initially you know, I think it took me ages to get to my first thousand. It's and at the moment I'm on like twenty two thousand. Um, so really, the exponential growth has been literally from the last two three weeks, where oh I've wow, been doubling, 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 doubling. Like there, there's levels to this. So the first level is getting to ten thousand, which is like the normal of where everyone's at. Then the next level is getting to obviously 20,000. And then you've got some people who are at 50 and 100,000. Um, so yeah, there's different levels to this. So I started creating these networks and every single time I would be moderating with someone or I'd be up on stage or I'd be in the speaker panel, I'd be messaging people. I'd be going, you're right, how are you? Um, what is it you do? You know, is there any synergies we can look at? And I'd start creating conversations like this. The next thing I did is every single person that I thought was a thought leader would be running these rooms, I would be like, are you up for a one-to-one -one call so we can see what, what we can maybe do together? So I started striking up these connections and relationships. I wasn't really asking for anything. I was just seeing like, okay, you know, what do you do? What do I do? Okay, cool. Like maybe there's a way I can help you. Then there was then there was another guy that we we um, very early on I saw that he was a great speaker on the platform, very energetic. His his name's Mario, so I was like I reached yeah. out to Mario and I said, look, you know, why don't we start creating some rooms together? So we initially started creating all these random rooms together just to see what was happening, um, and most of it was really playing around with the algorithm on Clubhouse and seeing whether we could gamify it or how does it work. So we were trying to understand what causes a spike in a room and what causes to get to, to, to get that level. Um, so we did a lot of testing around, you know, we tested out different room topics. There was one time where we tested a room topic and it only generated like 20 people in that room. We closed that room down and we create, changed the, the title by like a small thing and it led to a hundred people the next time. Wow. So we, we were playing around with a lot of these things. And the room that we started off with was uh, the evening one where we'd be just testing things. And it would be like how to make connections on Clubhouse. And uh, I think it was like like test. And we'd just keep telling people we're testing the algorithm, right? And then we told people we have a, a detailed report on the algorithm. So a lot of the influencers on that platform that were that were ahead of me started reaching out and said, "Hey, I heard your, you know, you you know about the algorithm. Like, how does it work? Tell us and help us out." So that's yeah. where I'm providing value to them. So I started doing that, and then people started in, including me on that panel. So every single time I, I would rate, come into a room or raise my hand, they would just end up moderating me. It, it was a very it was a very time consuming process, you know. So it's not for anyone out there that's looking to do it like getting up on the main rooms or the big stages, you have to build up these connections. You have to start off by creating your own rooms. And yeah. if you start off in the smaller rooms, build up a network, build up collaborations, 
and build up friendship in these small rooms, then they're going to be much more powerful than these bigger rooms. And then you, it's like a ladder. You've got to almost go one step at a time and then you finally get to the top level. So that's, that's what you, everyone has to think of it as. Um, and then it's just about collaborating behind the scenes, you know, um, there's, a, a, there's a also been a lot of uh, negativity as well on the app um, that we've been having to solve. And as, as an early influencer and a voice of the app, you know, we've been trying to direct this conversation a lot um, where every single time we, we do these rooms or something happens, we're almost like custodians of, of the app. We're trying to move it into a right place. But every single right. you get like negative influences or trolls that come onto the platform. Um, we've we've you know there's there's people on there that literally come on and try and troll if you set up a room and try and get you blocked and all this so this is something we're dealing with at the moment but the real big shift um came when me and mario started running the round table rooms which is like yeah we created a brand out of that so the point was let's get every single person to make sure that at 3 p.m or 4 p.m uk time this is the place to be and that's exactly what we did. We we basically reached out to every single moderator. We told every single person, make sure you're coming into these rooms. So we did that for a week. And after that week, because every single time it kept being the biggest room and we kept attracting like big stars. You know, we had Jay Shetty jump into the room. We had Tay Lo Ty Lopez jump into the room. We had Grant wow. Cotton. And we ended up creating relationships with all of these guys. So all of these guys now follow me. You know, Mario's got some of their numbers. I've got some of their numbers. And we talk to them behind the scenes. And that's how we've been able to get in and create a, a foothold for that slot. So yeah. it's just consistency, doing it every single day, regardless of the numbers, just keep doing it. And now if you see the round table, it's usually the biggest rooms at that time slot. Today, we're doing an interview with uh, Randy Zuckerberg, who's the sister of Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So that's that's going to be big. We've, we're have we talking to a lot of huge people at the moment. So Will Smith, Oprah, all of these guys who are looking at Clubhouse and thinking, okay, you know, how can we get onto this? So, yeah. so you know, if anyone knows of any celebrities that are really big, um, definitely hit me up because we're looking to bring them into a conversation and almost doing an interview with them amazing that's absolutely amazing you touched on trolls um earlier and I, that's one of my questions um so just jumping down a little bit i mean clubhouse has a lot of positives but there are some negatives as she said and trolling and bullying is um one of them so how are you dealing with that oh it's been it's you know when when you become the biggest room you're going to get people that are targeting you right you're going to get competitors on the app that that want the attention to themselves that are targeting you. Um, and initially, you know, we were all about collaboration. It was when when we stopped getting modded or invited to stage stages where we were like, why aren't we being invited to these big stages? And that's yeah. where we were like, look, we need to create our own room now. Because we got to a point where we were the influencers on this on the space, but then other people wouldn't be inviting us up. And we were like, this doesn't make sense. Like Yeah. Well, we've got a big amount of following. We are really good at what we do. So why are we now somehow not being added? So then we just were like, you know what, let's just create our own room. Let's forget. Yeah. And even though the people that didn't invite us to their room, we still invite them and mod them up and make them uh, speakers in our room because we're, we're about collaborativeness, you know, but if people are going to paint a target on us and tell us, look, 
you know, why not going to do the same to you? Then obviously, you know, you're not going to feel good about that. I'm really all about discussions. I'm all about making the space friendly because I feel like the power of it completely outweighs the negativity of it. Like, yeah. where else can you connect with Grant Cardone or Ty Lopez, all these huge superstars? I know. Right? Like, I, Crazy. I, would, I would have to be a billionaire to be able to maybe stand a chance of being in the same place as them. And then that's just using my wealth. But at the moment, I'm connected to them because of, because of my voice, because of what I say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I think, you know, the app's beauty is that it's voice orientated. So it's not about having to look good. Like, it's not like Instagram where, you know, if you look good, if you're really trimmed and blah, 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 you're going to attract followers. This is just based on your voice and the value that you give. And that's incredible. And I love to just sit there without doing anything, especially in COVID. You can't even go for a haircut at the moment or to the gym or whatever. So you're, you're literally in a place where you're sitting in your bed and just on your phone and talking to the world, basically. That's Yeah, what yeah. The beauty in that is amazing. But yes, you do have trolls, people that just don't understand anything. You know, the, the biggest troll we have at the moment is a billionaire tweeting about us. And again, where else would that happen? Where else would the billionaire tweet about you and say, look, you know, like these people, what they're doing is completely dodgy. But what? Oh I'm my doing, God. Yeah, he, like, I'll explain the story to people that are here. So what happened was literally, it was a room that we hosted um, and this billionaire, basically, he was bought up on stage because he was a billionaire, or we think he's a billionaire, but he was bought up on stage. Um, and there was a conversation happening between two ladies. One one person was asking a question about courses, and she was saying, do you think that what I'm charging for my course is really low? And then the, the person that was answering the question went into, uh, you know, what are your margins like? And then she said, why don't you just increase your course price? So before they, they, she could finish off her sentence, this billionaire butted in and go, what, you spent, you're charging a thousand for a course? And we are like, then she was like, no, we're not charging a course. We're not selling a course. We're trying to explain to this lady that she should increase her price. And then she goes, how can you, then he was like, how can you justify charging a thousand for a course? Like he just felt very entitled and he was being very rude on stage. So then someone kicked him off the stage I, I'm never about kicking people off because I, I was about to get into a dialogue with him and explain, look, you know, I don't understand where your confusion is coming from, but let's right. talk about it. I tried to invite him back, but before you could invite him back, in the next hour he was on Twitter, like sharing screenshots about everyone and saying we're all oh, wow. we're doing MLM and all of this nonsense. And we're like, I, like, I literally don't understand how this went from zero to 100. <laughs> like we're not even wow. selling a course to anyone like we're providing value if people want to you know end up checking what our businesses are like and want to work with us why whatever right but we're not actively mm. going on stage and going hey guys we've got a five thousand dollar course buy our course like you've been in a lot of our rooms have you ever heard anyone go hey buy our course never right no no yeah. not at all so it's just it's just crazy and like literally he's been tweeting about it. I, I pointed out these exact same facts that I wrote. I wrote step one, step two, step three, like this is what happened and clarified the whole situation. I even invited him back for a conversation. What he did the other day was really just a complete, it, boggled, it boggles my mind. But he's an investor in Uber and all these big tech companies. So I think he's so far into tech that he's lost knowledge of the real world and how it operates the funny thing is 
if you go to his website, he's also selling a course. So it just makes no sense what he's talking about. Uh, wow. The, the thing I think who you're talking about, but we won't mention it here. Yeah, it's it's on my Twitter. You can see it. You know, it's it's open. The the what I'm talking okay. about. I'm not really. It's it's on public space. But he. Oh, okay. He, but what he did the other day, he created a room with his following. Um, so because he's a, a multi-millionaire and he's got a real big following, he almost created a cult following where he and we've got videos of this where he's telling people to go into other rooms, disrupt the other rooms, <gasps> not need that, but get people to report the the people that are running these rooms. So that's, oh my that's gosh. Yeah, really crazy. So he's he's basically he was basically getting people really riled up, creating, a, a, telling people to do this. And we've got videos of it. And then he went on to troll people's wives, which just didn't make sense. Oh, my gosh. Really, really disgusting be behavior. And then, like, you know, Mario ended up getting his account blocked because of that. And then me and Mario dis were discussing. We were like, okay, you know what? This is really disgusting behavior. We've got to stand up for something. We've got to make a stand because – having someone like that is not going to work. And we got so much backlash on the back end from other rooms who were like, you need to apologize to this multi Oh my God. Like, why are we going to apologize? Because he's firstly being rude to a woman that was on the panel. He was putting his authority on when there was no need to be, you know, the way he was being, which was abusive. And then second, thirdly, he's now creating these videos inciting people to shut down rooms. Oh my gosh, that's really crazy. That's just I, I'm 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 blown away by listening to this. I didn't know this was going on. This is something yeah. new. This is yeah. This literally was something that we're dealing in in the last 24 hours. So this was. Oh this my was, god! Oh, it's 24 hours. This is crazy. I mean, I experienced the. Uh, I think I can't. I think it was about two or three days ago, and I was in one of your rooms. And next thing I know, you said, "Right, okay, if could everybody, somebody." putting someone, someone kept dropping a moderator down into the audience um, for people who are listening um, and don't yeah. understand what we're talking about. And you just said, right, if anyone keeps doing that, I'm going to throw you all off. And I just love that because it was like, you could just almost feel, okay, everyone's gone really quiet. And yeah. it's like, what's going on? But obviously, I mean, it kept happening. Um, so I love the way you just took control of that. And that's, I think for people going into rooms who are listening and thinking, oh my gosh, this isn't for us. There is so much value because I just want to touch on that for a little bit because there are some people, you know, misconceptions about this and people think, no, don't go into those big rooms, go into the little ones. There's value in all of those rooms, actually. And I particularly love all of them as well. So I, I now uh, run a room once a week on a Wednesday. And yes, that's probably not enough to build my following yet, but I will. Um, I'm working on it. Um, I, I, but I think yeah. Add to your point, I think like the, the app is so early level. So if you just create that consistency, you're going to end up doing amazingly well. You know, you've got that one room on Wednesday. Not everyone's able to dedicate the time. We, me and Mario, we've literally said to our agency, why not going to be on this? So, you know, you, you need to run yourselves almost. And that's right. how we dedicate so much time to it. Not everyone's yeah. going to dedicate time to it, but I think yeah. the long-term value of this yeah, which we're going to touch on in the moment as well. But yeah, no, absolutely. So going in your room now has sort of made me feel right. I'm actually quite safe in this room because I know that the moderators are moderating the room, you know, um, correctly and with support. So you should feel supported in whatever rooms you're in. And, you know, there's a lot of people in those little rooms saying, oh, those big rooms, they're all this and that. 
you know what there's so much value i mean we were just talking at the um, beginning of this podcast and you've dropped so much knowledge which i want to summarize those three points yeah. later for everybody so they can write them down or definitely there's some great value there but there's so much value that's being given for free at the moment yeah. Um, and that's that, that takes on something else. So how will Clubhouse? I mean, yes, I, yeah, I'm de definitely dedicating that one one slot a week at the moment um, because that's all I can do. And I'm thinking long term. At the moment, I'm in lockdown and obviously the clinic's closed. But you know, I'm just trying to plan it. But how do you think in the future? Where do you see it going with all this with the monetization? Well, I think the app is always evolving right like there's so much randomness that happens on the app that you can't predict like literally yesterday mario got blocked right so we couldn't really predict that the other day the, the billionaire was tweeting about us um there's always something going on and someone always feels like okay you know what this app is just being terrible but it is an early format of the app right where we're really early adopters and we're really shaping the future of the app there's going to be teething problems but yeah. the value that everyone's getting outweighs all the problems you know i've been kicked off stage randomly and i'm like why am i getting kicked off like and you do feel like you're targeted and a lot of people are are saying you know it's racism it's whatever but i don't feel it's that i just feel like you know it's just like real world people are expecting it to be different but the real world is the same right yeah people, you're gonna get idiots you're gonna get people that are just in it for themselves that 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 trying to build that ego yeah to, i think i think that's you know if you go into this and think that actually this is just a real world representation of of everything you know there's probably going to be a room about where people are being racist but that's what it is because there are people out there you you know the, the, but that's the thing that's the beauty of this this is a space for everyone to get involved and if you don't like what someone's saying or you don't resonate with that you can go and create your own room and create you you know create whatever exactly you um, but the value that I've had from this app is incredible. You know, where else would I connect with all these big people? Like where yeah. I wouldn't even be on that radar, for example. Like even though even though I've got a following outside of this app, it's not as big of, as these billionaires and millionaires that I look up to. It's definitely not. Um, and everyone, everyone that's in our room is getting a masterclass literally in. in yeah. It's like every day, if you are, if your mindset is not right and you're struggling and you've had a really bad day at work or in your business, you can turn into one of these and you can really get fired up because you're like, oh, wow, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that run businesses and I'm surrounded by these people. Like, yeah. how many friends do you have that have run businesses? Maybe not many, right? And this is the same thing I've been hearing from every single person they're like i'm just so glad to be in a space where it's i'm getting to talk to people that are on my level you know they say you are the power of your work like whoever you connect to right and you're able to connect to these people at scale you're able to learn from billionaires you're able to learn which you'd never ever get to do and this yeah. is so powerful and people are regularly messaging me it, it the positive messages outweigh the negative messages that's for sure oh that's really lovely people are saying look Samit thank you you're changing my life thank you Samit you've provided so much wealth in literally and I've been in your room for about 10 hours I'm writing all these notes <laughs> you know so it's just beautiful like the only bad thing is like my voice is going it's it's a bit croaky at the moment um <laughs> I'm just constantly having to have strepsils which is I don't oh, know how no. yeah. 
No, you're going to have to drink lots of water. But you touched on something which was one of going to be one of my questions and clubhouse and mental health. So yeah. how do you think what you know, I mean, it's something that we've got to think about, haven't we? Because do you think there'll be fatigue at some point? You know, do you think people are going to start fatiguing? Um, yeah, this is this is something that I'm trying to work out. I, you know, we're trying to obviously edit the format of the rooms because there's only so much like like the value you're giving in one room and then the, the information will almost will start repeating. Like I don't yeah. know how many rooms you've been on, like you might have started hearing the same sort of advice being given every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, like and then it's trying to work out is that worthwhile to you or not? And are you gonna keep listening? But there's also a lot of new people that keep coming onto the platform. That's the problem. You can't yes. you can't cater to both crowds and keep both crowds happy. So it's it's a weird one to understand what's going to happen for and how to plan across that. Um, yeah, it's very, very difficult. Like we're trying to work out, we're trying to turn it into more of a radio show. So you, yeah. have, you have like a segment where you're interviewing people, you have a segment where you're doing Q&A, you have a segment where you're going over some tips and tricks for people. So that way it keeps... Wait, my cat is down here. Sorry, I got to... <laughs> my cat I was trying to stop it doing something I'm so sorry and I put my hand there and I was trying to chew my hand up so I'm so sorry carry on <laughs> no no that, that's fine yes but I was just literally saying you know we've got to like it's it's because it's a new app we're constantly learning and you know I think me Mario and the team are almost the innovators in the space like we're, we're doing things and then it becomes like a norm that other people copy like the round table was something that we started creating a brand of and then people started copying the exact same format where you yeah. create rooms um, and they're all, yeah, they're all trying to copy, but we've, we're just constantly innovating ourselves to keep ahead of everything. But the format that we set up is going to be the format that everyone copies because it is what it is, right? Like when you're the top person, you're going to have people that copy you, but that's just normal business 101. Yeah, absolutely. I do think you're leading the way there most definitely. Um, so how do you think, you know, you, there's Townhouse for people listening, which is where, how would you describe Townhouse? It's, it's where news is delivered about new changes and things that they're thinking about. And um, obviously the one thing is about how the future looks for Clubhouse. I mean, you hear all sorts of things. You hear about people saying, okay, well, you know, they think their rooms are going to die down uh, once it opens up to Android and it opens up to the rest of the world. Um, how, what do you think? What's your, I mean, what do you think? Um, well, as soon as they open up for Android, it's going to be a whole new demographic that's going to jump on this platform. Um, there are challenging times for this app, obviously, you know, because Twitter has Twitter spaces, Mark Cuban invested in Fireside, uh, Facebook is coming out with their own one as well. So, oh, wow. yeah, all, all of these big players are really here. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens for the future. Like, I don't think I will necessarily put a lot of effort into then having to build up another channel. You know, I've already put in a lot of effort to build up on Clubhouse. I'm yeah. really sure whether I'd do the same on Facebook or Twitter or yeah, yeah, because it's it's really tiring to create it. And and then there's also a disadvantage with these platforms because people already have an existing following, right? Whereas Clubhouse is almost like everyone starts from zero. So yeah, yeah. Everyone's got incentive to actually put effort in. But if I'm going to be competing against people that have millions of followers on Facebook, I'm, I'm not going to be incentivized at all. It's, so exactly. At the moment, where it is, where everyone can grow a following is brilliant. If, if they just start with people who have one, two million followers and 
and then it's no benefit of collaboration, then I think, and I think that's why Clubhouse works. I think it's a collaborativeness of it. You could collaborate with people around you and build up your following and then jump onto the next stage and keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm all in at the moment on Clubhouse because I feel like the value that it brings, um, and also it's very tightly connected with my objective of influencing or, um, you know, changing one million lives. I think is it's very tied into that. Um, I think I think I must have I must have done at least. Um, well, I've got twenty thousand followers at the moment, so I must have influenced yeah. twenty thousand, right? You've done amazingly. You've done amazing. I, yeah, I think I think it must be I think it must be more than that. Like people must have heard me talk a lot more, but like it's difficult to understand the numbers. I think it must be at least a hundred thousand so far. If twenty thousand followers, maybe hundred thousand people or more have heard me speak, like, and then twenty thousand have followed it. That oh, of course, yeah, of course. I never thought of that because not all your listeners are following you. Yeah. that's yeah of course so for people listening there could be people in the audience in your room and they don't necessarily need to follow you um if it's your room or a moderator they could actually just be listening i actually i actually think it would be much greater in that case i never thought of that actually yeah there, there's a lot of people so the rooms obviously get to like 1000 2000 people at any one time but you know the the the, the people are always fluctuating in and out of that room so you may have 2,000 and you may think, oh, you know, it's just the same 2,000 people. But that's no, yeah. constantly people come into a room, stay for about five, 10 minutes, move. You know, it's like that, that, that bounce. Yeah. That, so like, but we've, we, me and Mario have built up a following of people who literally just make sure that they're at every 3 p.m. Um, slot. So, which is interesting. Um, yeah. That's why that room ends up becoming the biggest because people actually look forward to that room and we're also attracting a brand new crowd every single time and people end up yeah great excellent and for the listeners not all rooms are that big by the way so if some of us have rooms of about 20 50 people um and you know and you build your way up so yeah there's rooms of all different sizes i just think it's been absolutely incredible um and just it's been great um speaking about it and obviously the information and the value you give is just incredible yeah. but we're going to have some a quick fire round now, five questions. One of the questions where I do ask you uh, about your top tip, I'd actually just like you to summarize those three uh, rules again you said. So anyway, my first question is, uh, is that, so what is your one tip for any uh, new entrepreneur who's um, starting their journey? Uh, marketing first, product second. Right, okay, excellent. Best holiday destination? <laughs> Phuket. Okay. Um, do you cook and what is your favorite to cook? Uh, I haven't. Well, I've started to cook, but I'm not, I'm not that like my objective this year was to really get into cooking. Um, right. And I started doing a lot of the Christmas cooking, which was really good, but Clubhouse has really taken up a lot of time. So my goal was in the weekend to actually learn to cook in that space. But I've, wow. Um, I did make uh, stuffed peppers, which was really cool. Um, oh, like that i like uh making enchiladas and tacos and all of that stuff so i'm starting basic <laughs> you know cool. way up yeah yeah that's a lot more than a lot of people do you have any pets do i have pets mm -hmm. yeah i've got a dog a little pomeranian oh that's fine you're in the uh, animal lovers um tick tick box then and um what what is the one thing you wish you ever did that you didn't 
Oh, wow. Um, maybe uh, not just come out of university and start looking to run my own businesses. Maybe I would have uh, jumped into a, a paid uh, job to actually create structure for myself and learn and put myself in a better financial position to then go and start a business. Okay. I, I, spent, I spent a very long time creating lots of businesses that ended up failing um, just because I wasn't very knowledgeable. Um, I think also, you know, doing that research before going into something, making sure I'm going through training courses and learning about everything without like, I'm that sort of guy that just goes head first into something like rather, yeah. rather than think, wait a minute, where am I going to land? And I think that's really important that a lot of people tend to forget, you know, as entrepreneurs, we get really excited behind the idea without really going into a lot of detail. And then you've also got some other people that overthink everything. A really great tip I, I learned was always think broad strokes rather than um, the finer strokes. So that, that was a really good okay. tip. I've not so, heard that before. Yeah, always think broad strokes rather than finer strokes. Like, you know, okay. it's like a lot of people go, is my website right? Is, you know, does this does this color shade look good? Or does is this headline good? Or is this text good? Or does this picture of me look good? So they're, they're thinking very small, whereas that's not going to really create that jump. You know, every single time in business, you're looking for a jump. Like, how can you, once you've got a successful business, how do you double it? How do you 10x? Yeah. Like Grant yeah. says, how do you 10x something? And that is literally broad strokes, right? You're not, you're, nothing you do that's small, like changing a sentence or changing a line in your website is going to be able to do that. So what is going to give you that massive jump is what you need to understand. I love it. So think broad strokes and not fine strokes. Yeah. I absolutely love that. So we've come to the end of the uh, conversation. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, and thank you so much. Um, you've just, again, knowledge bombs, knowledge bombs. It's just amazing. So thank you so much for that. So where can the listeners find you uh, on social media? Yeah, so on my handles, it's I am Samit Patel um, through my websites, samitpatel.net um, and jupio.com. Um, so all of all of these platforms, just just check them out. Um, there's there's also like a free book on my website, samitpatel.net and free training course for anyone looking for like a launch strategy on how to get onto the market. I think that's really important. Like it's just 30 minutes of pure value of just understanding a launch sequence, which a lot of people tend to forget. Um, so I definitely recommend checking that out. And also a lot of free content everywhere, you know, from the blog to the daily posts on Instagram, I do, um, you know, there's always like motivational quotes or there's a video where I shoot on how to increase your business or tips and tricks. So yeah, a lot of, I, and I think people forget that, right? People are like, oh, how can I be connected to someone or how can I learn from someone? <laughs> so much value being shared on social media i think some of my best stuff is on social media so it's just a case of following that and making sure people are are checking that out okay all right brilliant excellent um and so for everyone listening in the show notes um all the uh, and that will be on the podcast so you need to go to the feel fabulous podcast and the show notes for this podcast all the links will be put in there so you can go ahead and help yourself to all those freebies that Samit is offering you. And I would, because just from hearing that information, why wouldn't you? It's a, a no-brainer, really. But thank you so much, Samit. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Feel Fabulous podcast. And we look forward to seeing you and speaking with you again soon.